0: Hello, Potter than Hellions. Welcome. Damn, wrong podcast. Hey, this is Steve from the Potter than Hell podcast. Welcome to the show. This is the Shout Out Loud cast. But before
1: we get going, I want to ask my guy something. B.C., are you feeling low with no place to go? Yeah, and I'm thinking I'm going to scream. Hey, B.B., do you recall days in the city? Yeah, and I think back. Oh, what a pity. And hey, Dylan, do you feel uptight on a Saturday night? Yeah, man, my heater's broken. I am so tired. Well, I'm gonna throw another log on the fireplace and listen to the shout out loudcast. Oh, yeah! Steve, stand by my side, and I'll be next to you. Oh, God, shut the fuck up, BC.
0: Kiss Army Tom and Zeus another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, Episode 115 We're calling this one Saint and Sinner Tom how you doing
2: Excellent my friend Saint and Sinner what a great Title for uh, An interesting topic Yeah, no, Exciting times are upon us once again
0: Yeah we are uh, Kind of going uh, I don't know what's the word We're going to the mattresses Tom
2: I because, like that, I like the because reference
0: Because it's, it's March Madness And it's Kiss Album Madness time And we are overwhelmed With Kiss Album talk It's yep. a fun time for us uh, The uh, The Madness tournament is As uh, is, is big as ever And mm-hmm. uh, lucky for us They keep growing and this year is no Different So I know we started off last week We did the episode about the uh, madness tournament coming up Well as always buddy We always go to feedback first What do we got there What do you say there What do we got there What,
2: what do we talk to What do we got Yeah so the poll for last week was uh, We wanted some people's thoughts On our number one seeds So the, the number one seeds That we came up with Were a live destroyer Love gun And ace freely 78 solo album So we asked everybody Which of these could have Also been a number one seed Oh and these results Make me so happy these results make me so happy. The options were Alive 2, Creatures of the Night, Rock and Roll Over, and Kiss, the debut album. Overwhelmingly, Rock and Roll Over with 38%. Wow. Alive 2, 26%. Kiss with 20, and shockingly, Creatures of the Night came in last. Wow. And that actually makes me very happy because I was afraid the creatures of the night nuts. were going to vote for that thing to go all the way through there, but I don't know. This is only a little poll here. As you're listening to this right now, we're in the middle of the polling, depending on when you hear this episode, the first round could be over. You could be in the middle of the first round again, depending on when you hear this episode, but yeah. So a couple, couple comments on that poll before you go Uh, on, Tom.
3: Yes. What
0: was was creatures of the night's? Percentage sixteen. Well, that's 16. Not that bad. It's not no 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 single
2: digits. No no no. It wasn't single digits though. No. Okay. But I, I was surprised that it came in fourth out of those. I I, I never thought it would come in fourth. Really? What did uh, you anticipate? Uh, um, I thought. Yeah, and see, that's a good question. That's tough. Um. I don't know. I just it maybe it's an urban legend that people are like obsessed with creatures of the night. I just thought it would never come in. Maybe I thought maybe the debut album would come in last, but I don't know. it yeah, was just it was just surprising to me.
0: I was thinking the debut album would come in last as well, yeah, it, it's funny because when we thought about this poll, really, what we were getting at is the most feedback we got. obviously wasn't about destroying live. It was about Love Gun. And especially Ace being number one seeds Yep But as you can see from those albums You have the people so far in the comments back That are like yeah Ace 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 Yeah I have Ace So uh, that's why they are a very loud vocal minority That think Ace's you know can't do wrong And that 78 album is you know mint And you know we want them to be a little bold I mean, we could have done the, the middle mid albums in a live, but I think that was too easy. So mm-hmm. I think we switched it up a little bit. I thought it was the right call. But uh, anyways, I know you were going to go on to the comments. So go right ahead, buddy.
2: Yeah. A couple of comments. Um, so our good friend, Steve, he says, all of these are way better than Ace's album. I would go for a live too. All right. Uh, and then our buddy Zandon Ace fairly 78 is mostly a dud. So I find it really hard to take this as a number one seed, but I get your reasoning with the listener reactions alive two easily trumps this pick. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it depends on who you talk to another urban legend, or maybe not an urban legend, but you know, the love that ACEs solo album gets. Now that being said, do the people that love Ace's solo album love it more than Alive Two or Rock and Roll Over? I don't know, but like zoo said, it was it was interesting, and it was a change of pace, and it got people talking. Seeing Ace as a number one, a lot of people, a lot of people chiming in. John Gross, Buddy Deuce, saying Rock and Roll Over, uh, Shivo Hellboy, Rock and Roll Over, Rock and Sports Banker, Rock and Roll Over. Bruno McDonald actually picked Creatures of the Night, so. Just real quick, if we could kind of, if we could take a couple seconds just to talk about these poll results in relation to the actual tournament. So we were talking about this before we started recording. The fact that Rock and Roll Over is generally regarded as maybe not, maybe some people say Destroyer, but I'm saying like the diehard Kiss fans. I think you hear a lot of people say that Rock and Roll Over is their favorite studio album. Obviously there's a ton of love for Destroyer. I am really interested to see what is going to happen when you put if if as expected Rock and Roll Over goes up against Alive. And I bring that up because we got a couple other comments, we got some emails and DMs and stuff where people were having a hard time filling out their brackets comparing studio albums versus live albums and compilations. It was very difficult for people to make that decision and that's Part of the point of this bracket is to make you choose between alive and rock and roll over.
0: Yeah, I look at it as we we talked about this earlier, like something like double platinum. Yep, I don't look at it as like, am I taking fucking I don't know Bob Molly's second CD versus Legend? Right, it's not the same thing. Like double platinum has a major nostalgia. Because he came out during its heyday, the gatefold, the feeling of it, the inside—it's just there's something about it. You know, it's not just—it's not smashes, thrashes, and hits. A greatest hits album done by the band, double platinum has a little bit more emotional attachment with Kiss Mm -hmm. fans than anything else. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, if you sit there and go, well, look, I got 20 songs versus nine songs of which two I don't really like, you would mm-hmm. go, okay, well, easy. I take the greatest hits one. But you're forgetting when you bought it. You're forgetting the cover. You're forgetting how much you like that. the order of the songs that they come in. There are little things, intricacies of each album that make a difference. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works out. You know th- what, what ends up being a little weird is when you get into like MTV Unplugged. Now you got different eras, or you get into um, you know Kiss Rocks Vegas. Ugh. Dude, who the fuck is blowing up your phone again?
2: I'm trying. See, now I can't. I can't do anything but hold it in my hand. Because I put it on something and it still vibrates because I'm sitting at a wooden <laughs> desk. Who well, take a guess who's blown up my fucking phone right now and your phone?
0: <laughs> it's something stupid like, yeah, I fucking think Hell Halloween is third album is as good as fucking
2: Led Zeppelin 4. <laughs> oh, Richie Cots No is better than Hell No Ween.
0: Yeah. As I was saying to Tommy earlier, I'm like, isn't that the guy that was on Ace Frehley's Trouble Walking? No. Like, he's like, no, I'm like, yeah, the guy that did a song with Peter Chris, Emperors of Rock.
2: No, <laughs> Richie Scott. <Scarlet. laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering who's blowing up our phone right now, by the time you hear this episode, the live stream will have already happened. So it's it's Pooney again. Oh, number one pick. Oh, this is our new number one pick. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's typical puny.
3: So, yeah.
2: but that being said, so a couple more comments about the episode itself. Andy jumped in and said, the sheep will automatically pencil in animalize over badlands. And that is a shame because it curb stomps it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then our good friend, Chris Vickery says, well, I guess I'm a sheep. I got to go with the album. I got to see kiss live for the first time. And he posted a copy of his ticket from 1985 on the animal eyes tour. Yeah. So that that's, that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of the opinions here is, is look, I know we say the word sheep, like as a joke, but what happens with these polls is. And and we're grateful for that is you get a lot of people retweeting, commenting, sharing. And we all know when you scroll through Twitter and you see a poll, if, if it's not your band, Sometimes you go with the most popular or most familiar. So I, I I, barring anything insane. I think a lot of people can predict, you know, the final eight or the final four, maybe even the final two, who knows, but regardless of that, it's going to be an awesome ride. And I can't believe it's the third year. Um, Our buddy, Steve said that he's like, I cannot believe it's been, it's the third time you're doing this. Where is the time gone? Uh, Looking forward to this. And then he goes, I'm looking forward to this. And then I'm looking forward to being in a grumpy mood when all my favorites get walloped in the first round. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we're, we're excited for this. We look forward to this every year and we just can't wait to see where it goes. It's going to be a good time. Oh, his favorite, like Chelsea's going to get knocked out in the first round. Yeah, well, Uncle Paul, Uncle our buddy Uncle Paulie started his own uh, hashtag there. You know he he's he, he's he'll be the one who votes for Chelsea just to just to just to make sure it doesn't get a zero. Yeah. So,
0: all right, over on Facebook, Tom, we had a lot of comments. I'll try to weed out the ones that are just I pick this, I pick that. Yep. Greg Gould, disappointed to see Ascot Five. Did not make the bracket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Max Lynch. Because of this tournament, I went and listened to the ESP album. It's actually pretty good. Favorite track twenty. 20- Flight rock if it wasn't for The unfortunate seating against rock and Roll over it might have could have done well In a battle yeah
2: no. know um, well, he, but he but he Is right that ESP is it's a that's a good album but it's You know you're going up against fucking Rock and yeah. roll over
0: and he also Mentions one problem participating In this it may cause an aneurysm <laughs> You'd be forcing me to choose Between badlands and dress to Kill at some point Dude, the Badlands album is getting a lot of love. I'm telling you that right now. Some of these, some
2: of these non-Kiss albums are—they people love them. They love them. Yeah, we do uh, too. Go, so.
0: Stephen Sankston. Let's not kid ourselves. Alive wins. And then for the 154th time, uh, how do I print this? And I'm not going to tell you who because <laughs> you, I just—well, <laughs> first you get a computer. <laughs> oh fuck, guys! Uh, Peter Starro says Vinny Vincent all the way, and then you know we got a bunch of people putting their brackets up and uh, comments about this. But I'm not going to bore you guys with every reading everybody's comments of who they think they're going to win and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got on Facebook there, Tom. And Tom, I want to read one email. Other emails are we got bombarded? I can't even tell you how many. We got bombarded with brackets and stuff But let's, uh, I want to read this one email Okay This is from Stephen Wood 2021 Kiss Album Madness Tournament An entry From your beloved Patreon, Stephen Wood Absolutely, and thank you for that Stephen Hi guys Here's my entry for the Kiss Album Madness Tournament 2021 I didn't print it all and fill it in But decided to use a black text For clarity We had a few of those, Tom. Getting off this, people that went out of their way printed it or put some visuals or some animation on it. Some people, some of you guys are really creative. Yep. And then some of you guys can go fucking eat a dick. And I'm going to say it, Tom. I'm sorry. No, 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 say it because I agree with you. The people that put the one, two, number four, six, and then six for seven, and you think that I'm going to fucking look to see who your sixth pick is. For each bracket, like for if each you, like, fucking um, uh, region, I'm not. Congratulations. Like, you go up to the pile. We're not checking the scoring. So I hope you win and do well and tell us your score because I, I, I'm not fucking doing all that work.
2: If write, the fucking, la- yeah. write, write the fucking name of the album, you lazy bastards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking doing that. I mean, come on. Hey, Zeus, Zeus, let me show you my final four. It's two, one, three, two. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of, it
0: reminds me of, I don't know why. Just (laughs) lazy. Just fucking, hey, do this fucking, hey, shitbag. Fucking look these up for yourself. It reminds me of fucking, what's his name? When Daryl goes, hey, man, take care of this. And he throws throws the shake at a (laughs) clean. <laughs> and fucking just <laughs> splashes all over him like he's some piss ant. Yeah, yes.
1: Right? Yes.
0: Hey, hey, fuckos, why don't you take care of it? Look up my fucking scoring <laughs> the way I rank these one, six, two, and a five. <laughs> what the fuck is that?
2: <laughs>
0: you want me to write this shit out for you? Fucking do it yourself. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get back to Steve's stuff. I had to go on a rant about that. Do it. All right, all right, all right, all right. This was heaps of fun. And I was surprised that hotter HTH hotter than hell made it to the end even though alive was always going to be a bitch to topple. Some additional observations. I love Aces Space Invader album, but coming up against dressed to kill in round 1 just made it impossible for it to progress. Asylum knocked out in round 2. Animalized gone in round 1. Take that, Mr. Pooney. <laughs> the fact that Double Platinum Knocked out Destroyer Reminds me of how DP means To me as the first Kiss album I've ever heard I, hey, I talk exactly. about it all the time It's the first yep. CD I ever bought too yep. We just talked about that stuff So, yep. glad Paul Stanley won The Ezrin bracket I do love that album Ace Frehley's solo coming up against Lick It Up Was another brutal clash But as much as I love both albums Lick It Up pro- progressed by the width of a cig- cigarette paper Nice Creatures versus Lick It Up in Dynasty versus Unmask Were the most intriguing matchups Unmasked just beat Dynasty But needed the first album as I ever bought Push to get it through I'm not sure I've been forced to choose Lick It Up as better than Creatures of the Night But it's
2: so strong No duds on it Give me more is a great song. That's insane. It's one of the fucking worst ever, but go ahead. I love you, Steven.
0: (laughs) Thanks for setting this up. I may do another. This is what I think will happen. Submission, but we'll see. Can't wait to hear all the other feedback and matchup commentary from all the participants. And then he gave us something. The only thing that looks like one of those serial killer. Fucking police movie thriller blackboards with fucking connecting shit all over the place. You know, it looks like the fucking periodic table of kiss albums. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> uh, but God bless you. I love the analysis, love the breakdown, and you're you're one of our favorites. And you, sir, are our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer the way you think?
2: I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> 617-422-5. <laughs> no, Stephen, we love you. And, and those comments that you had were great. And we love that people who submitted brackets, especially via email, because there's there's some privacy there. They're not public comments like on Twitter and Facebook. But a lot of people, they they enjoy like not only filling out the brackets, but, but analyzing it, you know, like a real March Madness tournament, like, Oh, you know what? I, I love double platinum. It was my first album, you know, tough matchup here. You know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, as of the time of this recording Wednesday night, I have not filled out my bracket because I don't, I can't do it. Like I'm looking at some of these matchups just visually and I can't even do it. I'll get I one. Have, I'll, I'll get one done, but it's, I, I don't want to do it.
0: I haven't done mine either.
2: Yep. So you're not yep. far from it. Yep. All right.
0: So, uh, before we move on We want to give a quick shout out To all our Patreon subscribers Thank you so much For supporting our podcast We greatly appreciate it Uh, Patreon is uh, A place where you guys can help us out In some of the endeavors That we try to achieve here Growing the podcast, moving on up And for us to try To give you the best listening Experience you guys can have Uh, We greatly appreciate your support. We thank you tremendously. If anybody's interested in Patreon, they find us on Patreon.com, or you can use the app Patreon and find us in the creator. You you just search for us and you put it in, or you can look in the episode notes of the podcast, look in Patreon, take a look, see if that's something that interests you, and uh, help out. So, Tom, anything else?
2: No, just a, a heartfelt thanks every week to uh, all of our Patreon subscribers, our Patreon family. Uh, it's a great place. We do a lot of things with them, polls, interaction. Uh, we let them make some, you know, little decisions involving the show, some things that we might post on social media. So, uh, And there's other perks, too. And if you're interested in those, you can check those out on the on our Patreon page. Uh, and, again, we just wholeheartedly appreciate this, the support we've gotten so far.
1: Yeah, so...
2: Okay. So I posted this thing. I saw this on another Kiss group from from a reliable source, I would like to think. A, a guy that I see on uh, on Kiss Facebook groups posting news and pictures, etc. So he posted something and then I shared it to our groups about Vinnie Vincent doing something called May Metal Madness, which appears to be Saturday, May 29, 2021 in Nashville. Now, the problem with this is that when you go onto to Vinnie Vincent's website, there is no mention of it at all. So I don't know if it is a brand new event that hasn't made its way to his website or it, this, this, the graphic that we shared, it looks the exact same quality as the other events that Vinny has done. So, uh, right before we started recording, I went on to Vinnie Vincent.com, like it says on the graphic and there's nothing there, no mention of this. So, Stay tuned if it's a real thing, if that's something you're interested in. I know there's people out there that are interested in this stuff. Um So have at it if, uh, if that is something that you're interested in.
0: Yeah, there was a couple of comments on your post, Tom, in <laughs> Facebook that I thought were, were kind of funny, to be honest yeah. with
2: you. Go ahead. Uh,
0: <laughs> when is he going to start to use his updated photos in oh, his promos?
2: Yeah, seriously.
0: And then someone wrote, he's, when he start when the same week his boxing is released, <laughs> should, be, should be soon. And then a bunch of people are like, hard pass. He'll take the money up front. Yeah, and then there's a couple comments on Twitter, Tom, I want to mention. Uncle Paul, he said, cool pick," where the hair is huge and the arms are tiny. Gotta love Private Cuthano. Oh, God. <laughs> and Jeez. then this one by Buck. Who in their right mind would pay one penny to watch Queenie Vincent oh, stuff himself in a pantsuit, <laughs> wallow around in my Aunt Louise's Steinhardt boots, <laughs> playing bar chords on Lick It Up. I've seen the videos. He's half the player and twice the size of, the, <laughs> of, of 80s
2: Vinnie Vincent. Oh, man. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Poor Vinnie. Yeah. Well, again, I don't even know if the thing is real, but I saw it, thought I'd share it, and it's not on his website. Who knows if it's going to be added, if it's a real thing. Like I said, if you're interested, keep checking. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Vinny. Poor Vinny. And Um, uh, And then this past week, we celebrated the 45th anniversary of Destroyer, and they celebrated it by dropping a shit ton of merchandise on kissonline.com. tons of stuff. If you're into that, like some of the stuff is pretty awesome. I didn't get any of it. Uh, my major disappointment here is that no 45th anniversary vinyl as of right now. And I'm hearing whispers that the orange shout it out loud single that we got might be it, which if is the case is absolutely mind numbing that you don't honor the 45th anniversary of arguably your greatest record by not releasing some box set or some something. I know they did Destroyer resurrected a few years ago, you know, with some of the remixes and stuff, but to just release a single is, I hope there's more.
0: Well, it's waiting five years. You'll see some more shit come out
2: nah, that's uh, also on true. the 50th. That's is true that too. A-
0: yeah, I, I'm not into like. There's no new music. I don't need a fucking kiss, fucking bowling jacket, and whatever else they had out there. You don't? I'm just, no, I don't. I'm <laughs> sorry,
2: you don't um, need a kiss.
0: You don't need another kiss. Coffee mug? No, I'm I'm all set
1: with that.
2: Okay. Then our
0: good buddy Gene is still at it. Fucking stockbroker Simmons is fighting with fans all over this. Here's one that he gets into about a mask with somebody else, and he's. With a guy named Chico Suave (laughs) (laughs) And Gene starts quoting The statistics of how many dead So, Chico You need to get informed You may appear smarter than you actually are Wow Again, he loves to throw Their fucking
2: Their their
0: names back at Chico
2: Chico. (laughs) Chico Suave
0: Oh my god. Oh goodness. man. But anyway, there is uh <laughs> what? What this one more is somebody called Cosmo Space Cat. And he's he's, he's writing about something, and then Gene writes back,
2: Cosmo, comma. <laughs> as though he knows this person <laughs> and he's having a conversation. Well, you know, he's being personable. He's being, you know, respectful. Private business
0: have a right to refuse services. To you, if you don't wear a mask And you know, just
2: Yeah, I know uh,
0: I know Then, I want to end on this one And that is, Mr. Stanley Paul Is all over the place Promoting his album Uh, The IOI video Finally came out Oops, like, uh, not out by mistake This time for real Oh boy And uh, he's all over the place being interviewed He's posting all his interviews He's posting shit like a parent would post shit about their kids' Little League team win. Yep. Like, oh, look, this is in the local fucking Shitburg Town's fucking
2: newspaper. Oh, hey, look, look. Hey, 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 look, the Arlington Advocate has a review of <laughs> <Yeah>. Soul Station. <laughs> or, or the Stone Hill Summit has an article <laughs> about, about
0: my son's fucking softball team.
2: Hey, look, our friend Hermie did a fucking report on the fucking album.
0: Well, you know, well, you know, it's a good Motown record, you know. Well, you know, my head is the size of fucking the Empire State Building.
2: That kid (laughs) had a huge head. That kid's (laughs) head was enormous. There's literally going to be one person who knows what we're talking about right now, and that is Murph.
0: (laughs) But Hermie's head was enormous. He was the the, inspiration for Herman's head. (laughs) Yeah. But his name wasn't Hermy, it was JP. But someone who kept saying to him in college that he sounded like he looked like the fucking dentist guy, yeah, from Rudolph Hermy.
2: Yeah. So, he, yeah. the poor kid, we've been out of college for 25 years, <laughs> and people call him Hermy, yeah. and he's like a journalist, he's like a sports reporter, yeah. and we're calling him Hermie yeah. And his
0: head was so big, it was like. It was almost like you would lose track. You be like falling forward, falling back, Oh, his head was huge. But anyways,
2: why are we such assholes? What the fuck?
0: Anyways, the other thing that I want to make a note of is that Paul posted an interview that he just had with Rolling Stone magazine. Oh yeah, So yes. That Rolling Stone magazine And he writes A really terrific interview I think you'll enjoy um, Dude Dude, Rolling Stone magazine Have you not been Blasting them for like 40 years But somebody gave you the time of day For your side project And you if you read Like the thing it's just I did find some of it interesting That they were trying to find stuff In previous Kiss songs Like, where Mm -hmm. did you get Inspiration, this and that And he mentions, and he brings up The callback In Shout It Out Loud Okay Think you're gonna find it, think you're gonna find So he's trying to say that's Like the Four Tops influence I can hear you You know, whatever But I'm sure more than other people did The Four Tops did that, but I get his point, and then he was talking about uh, "I was made for loving you." So I enjoyed that he was the Kiss part of it, and he talks yeah. about he thinks he can tour with Soul Station, but maybe not with Kiss. And they'll wait, and they will continue their tour. He's basically advocating, saying, "Yeah, we're definitely going to tour and finish it, but not right now in the way the conditions are." And he just, you know, the usual conversations about. When it's safe, when will it be safe, and things like that. But the, the interview is not bad. I, I'll give it credit. But it's just it's just full of the same hypocrisy that we've been talking about for the pandemic. And pandemic, Paul stuck his head out. And he, he did it again. You saw, they asked him this question. You saw Otis Redding in concert. What do you remember about that experience? Oh God! On oh, here we go. Well, music really shaped my life. I saw Solomon Burke too when he was Brother Solomon Burke. Who? And and whether it was hearing Beethoven as a child, or Verdi, or Puccini, or going down to the Gaslight in the Village to see Dave Van Ronk, or seeing the Yardbirds with Jimmy Page,
2: like dude, I did. Dude, you wrote bang bang you <laughs> Fucking relax Jesus Christ oh, I just Oh,
0: when I f- listen to this one It has to do with how Something affects you emotionally <laughs> When I heard Nisan Dorma The first time Who? I got I, I got chills I had no idea what the lyrics
2: meant But the music had such a great effect What? <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Am I that dumb? I don't even know what he's talking about. Ugh. well, one of the things that you brought up in that interview that I think is interesting. And of course, anytime Paul speaks, it annoys the fuck out of me. So I just extrapolated even more. I like how we made it a point to think that kiss won't be touring anytime soon, but soul station will. Soul Station will be out there, you know. We play small clubs, small venues, not big, not big arenas and and sheds and stadiums, you know. Like Kiss, Soul Station will be around. You can get your tickets for Soul Station. Kiss, I wouldn't plan on that, but I'll be around. Like, okay. dude, why do you have to phrase it like that? Because okay. again, you see things the way you want to see them. You hear things the way you want to hear them. When I hear that, it's another method of pushing kiss over here and putting soul station up here uh nissan
0: dorma is a pavarotti tune tom oh i drive a nissan is that the same <laughs> thing or no so but go figure that he's telling rolling stone that he got moved emotionally by pavarotti dude they're not going to respect you They are never going to let you in their club And you used to act like you didn't care about that But now you are So there's a few things here I want to fucking get off my chest here Do it, I'll jump in So go ahead. number one Why isn't Kiss releasing any new music? The music industry You can't make money off it Is Paul trying to make money off of this? Is Paul doing this album to make money? Mm -hmm. Supposedly you do music because you enjoy it and you love it. Now, I will give him credit. He seems to really enjoy this. And if you're a millionaire like he is, does it matter if you don't if you make a hundred thousand dollars instead of a million dollars off a record? No, he did it and he loves it and he puts it out then he has. Something. Have you seen how much he's promoting this? Kiss is talking about it. Kiss puts up there. Paul Stanley will be on a half an hour on this. Paul Stanley doing this. Paul Stanley doing this. I mean, Twitter was around in 2012 A Monster came out. I don't remember them pushing it like this. They're pushing it like left and right. And I think somewhere along the line, and we'll get to that topic. This is Paul saying, to, fuck you, Gene. You used Kiss as a way to get you up. Like he says in his book when he always shits on gene if you read the read the book or you read mm-hmm. you hear the audible uh version of it he always says that he uses my band to produce his his needs or you know his ventures and that's not right you're not fucking using the kiss army and the, your kiss fame to produce this side
2: project for you personally yeah it was surprising to me you and you just said it too surprising to me to see the kiss social media pushing this as hard as they are. he's been working hard to put just out there interviews
0: left and right going yep. on fucking interviews that he would never go on before. he would never do that for kiss and all that stuff. he so wants that fucking pat on the back. He's yep. so looking for validation. he so needs it. he's doing all this
2: shit for this fucking album and the harder not, he tr- and, yeah. and, the, and, and the harder he tries, the more pathetic it looks to me. Now, again, you,
0: uh, you can uh, see it that way. I, uh, I just look at it as hypocritical. Why don't you do that? Shit well, about Kiss, that's, that's what, what I mean. You know for, that's what you're there for.
2: Oh, that's what I mean m- about being. This pathetic. music needs to be appreciated.
0: Yep. This, I'm not trying to replicate it. I'm not trying to take from it. I'm trying to show the love for it. You know, uh, why don't you fucking put that energy into Kiss? Because you obviously have the time. You obviously still have the musical ability to put an album out. You have the chops. You have the stuff to put a Kiss album together. Obviously, it's going to need some help in the studio, but you can do it. Why aren't you rewarding your fans with that? Why aren't you enjoying what you did to get there? Like, have you been phony with us? Like, is Kiss been an act that you've done for 45 years so that you can become fucking Paul Stanley, Sir Paul Stanley, which you will never become? You're not becoming Sir Elton John. You're not. So stop with this shit. And you, I look over at Gene and the record industry, you can't make. Who gives a fuck, you asshole? At what point is you have enough money? You're not losing. I'm not taking money from your pocket, Gene. You can't put an album all together. You can't say, you know what? I've got a fucking couple ideas. You know what? You can't meet up and take fucking Phil and a couple of your Gene Simmons band and do some fucking a live edition of some of your deep cuts and say, fuck you, I'm putting this out Wait, There's so many things you could do There's no money in it there's no, Who gives a shit this, Is Paul doing this right now For money Or is he you know, self-indulgent He needs this for himself Or else he's going to have a fucking mental breakdown And his therapist told him to go out and do this Or something I don't know what the fuck this is But he's doing it So it defeats all those excuses They've made of why they won't put a new album out if you think about it, Tom, they've released what two albums in the last 20 years or so. Yep.
2: And it's two funny. Albums. And, 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 and it's funny. Couple things regarding gene in the record. So when you come out there and tell us that, you, that there's no music in the record in, in the, in the industry right now. So are, are we to interpret that as everything that you've done up to this point was only for the money? Like we like, let's not be foolish. Obviously artists want to get paid. But because now you think that the well has run dry, now you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm all sad. I'm not going to do any music. Fuck the fans. Fuck the music. If there's no money, I'm not going to do it. And then another thing, what's the profit
0: margin on that? That's all exactly. Is that
2: it? Then another thing, Alice Cooper just dropped a brand new record. I'm not an Alice Cooper fan, but we have friends who are. It's getting rave reviews across the rock community. Okay, Gene Simmons keeps saying rock is dead. Well, guess what, Gene you are the demon in one of the biggest rock bands in the history of rock and roll. Make a fucking record and prove to everybody that rock is not dead. Instead of lying down and saying it's dead, prove to everybody that it's not. You haven't made an album in fucking almost 10 years and it sucked when you made it. Okay. Come back and do something kick-ass. Like you said, even a Gene Simmons album, you did asshole. That was a mess, but you could do something. You have a band, do something, do something. And as far as Paul's concerned, there is plenty of time to write and record new material with kiss. We've been saying this since the pandemic started and he was baptized pandemic. Paul, he doesn't care about the band anymore. He doesn't. He's trying to erase that. That that memory from everybody, which is why he's doing things with Rolling Stone, which is why he's referencing these obscure artists that no one knows who they are. And he knows that no one knows who they are, but it elevates him. It makes him sound like you've said before, the Renaissance man, an educated musician, Sir Paul Stanley. And that's what he wants. Yeah. And it's garbage.
0: It's complete garbage. Yep. Who amongst the band is promoting the the actually music of KISS? And right now, if you're gonna tell me that ACDC didn't didn't just drop an album as well, and it got rave reviews as well. It's a pandemic. People are dying for new music. Yep. Right now, wouldn't have a KISS album could probably shoot to number one. Something they've never had before. Because KISS fans Want the hard copy they're not downloading Shit yep. you release it the right Time it would sell and could be a number One fucking album the first time In your career ECDC, like you said Alice Cooper I know I'm forgetting a bunch of other Big bands have released albums During this time they could do it It's just a matter of like Well what's the profit margin Of us doing it it's like is Everything have to be about that Is it always about that it's an insult to all of us When you only put it in that those terms What am I making? I can't make money off an album
2: which what? is why they, which is why they celebrate the 45th anniversary of Destroyer by slapping the logo on about 50 different items, from T-shirts to hats to belt buckles to fucking bomber jackets to all this shit. Yeah. No music, no nothing, because they know people are going to buy it, and that's their profit margin. W- why do we need to make music when we can just celebrate our, aniv- our, our our the anniversary of our albums every year and just throw out throw out new stuff? That's yeah. what they're going to do, and they oh. can, they're going to
0: continue to do it. Yeah, I'm sure you want to buy a fucking. Lenny and squeaky fucking jacket from that that from With the oh. Destroyer logo on the back, right? Yep, yeah, I know, I know It's just, it's beyond frustrating Between the two of them And, you know, Paul's all gung-ho He's got all this energy behind this stuff I seriously wonder if Gene is 100% behind this Or he's rolling his eyes We haven't even hit Hit on the, the same thing that we've talked about in the past Which is the hypocrisy of doing an R&B album Oh, geez. Uh, th- that,
2: we'll, that, save that,
0: we'll save it. We'll save it.
2: We'll save it. We will, we will save that because there's going to be, there'll, there'll be an opportunity in the future to spend much more time with this. So if you know yeah. what I mean, yeah. Um. So just another bit of news, if we can move on. And it kind of, kind of <laughs> is related to the touring aspect. Um. Norwegian cruise lines announced that all cruises are suspended until at least the end of June. Now I also shared something on social media Um, where I don't know if it was Royal Caribbean or if it was Norwegian, it was one of the cruise line CEOs who made a statement during an interview that in his opinion, the cruise industry might be shut down through 2023, not 2022, 2023. Now that sounds insane to me, but what do I know? I'm not in the industry. I'm not a cruise guy. I don't know. I guess the reason I'm getting to this is, and I know Zeus, you jumped in and said, you know, be positive, be positive. I, I, I'm begging and praying because it's the first time we've decided to go on the kiss cruise. I just don't know if, if it's going to happen. I mean, we're, we're almost into April and things are still being postponed and delayed. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So we have to wait to see what happens on July 1st to see what Norwegian's decision is, uh, is moving ahead. Again, the kiss cruise is not until the end of October. So we got seven months to go. And hopefully we talk about this with people doing the right thing, paying attention, being safe, getting vaccinated, et cetera. Things hopefully get opened up again and and start to live life. We will see, but you know, obviously people are on edge about that. And same thing with our tour. That's supposed to be in August. Who knows if that's going to happen too. So those are a couple of things that everybody's talking about right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's St. Patrick's Day parade, Tom. So let's talk about some fighting. Nice, good segue. Good for you. Yeah, I'm trying. Bravo. I'm Bravo. Trying. And so when we were thinking of topics a while back, I came across, as I always do, my late night rabbit holes of YouTube videos. You do. YouTube. Um, I came across, and it's a clip of basically Tom, uh, Tom and Gene. Uh, <laughs> it's a clip of uh, Paul and Gene from like you can tell it's the revenge era, the bomber jackets, Gene and the fucking goatee, and uh, Paul with his long hair parted to the side. You can tell it's that era. So apparently. This was an interview It was done December 12th, 1993 It was prior to their appearance On Dick Clark's New Year's Eve, 94 So before the production They did a quick interview So we have a clip of it It's seven minutes long Before we really get into everything I'm going to just play it for you guys Have you guys hear it And hear the context of what we're going to talk about because I think it would be helpful. So without further ado, here it is.
3: Okay, I remember these are going to be for either one of you two, whoever wants to answer,
4: okay? Let me know, let's do it. You're waiting for Steve. The, what about that silly class? music in the background? That's okay. I knew that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, yeah, we got to go with the music. Okay. If you can turn it off, I'd love to, but that's in the park. I just What's want thing, so thing, let's, just, let's just
0: go.
1: Okay, here we go. Stand by. And we're watching you, no matter what. Am, you know, Watch, I'm no, no lady, looking gonna into be the
3: camera. Well, no up. looking okay, into the camera. No looking into Stand back camera. here, and I'll yell it out. He'll walk in front of me. Hold on, one second. We got one little problem video-wise. Yeah, there's two ugly guys in front of the camera. We got some video problems. Okay. Let's go. All right. Here, Here, we go. We go. Here we go. Okay, guys. What was the wildest personal personal appearance you've ever made? Wow. Keep it there. One thing. If I ask a question, if you're going to respond, try to include the question in the answer. Everyone on a walkie, please turn them off. Everyone on a walkie, please. What was the wildest personal appearance you've ever made? What was the wildest personal appearance? Probably the wildest thing that ever happened to us was going to Brazil and most of the time when we traveled around the world people have told us how big we are in the countries but when we got to Brazil we did shows in stadiums the biggest being 200,000 people the smallest which was the intimate show we did 65,000 people so it was pretty humbling to have military in front of you with guard dogs and be led in in a military uh, procession it was uh, pretty much the wildest thing that's happened to us
4: what's the strangest request you've ever received from a band? Uh, the strangest request was having to do with a baby and uh, a lady who didn't mind if I gave her one. That was pretty strange. Oh, boy. I, I declined. What's the most unusual gift you've ever received? most unusual gift?
3: Um, the baby. Yeah, the, the imaginary baby. The... Uh, we get so many gifts all the time that it's hard to say what the, the best is. You know, obviously you, you can always make up stories or tell things about women and rock and roll and partying. But I think the best thing and the biggest gift we've ever gotten is 20 years of doing what we do. And that comes from the people and that comes from their heart and soul. So that's a little more important than, you know, we can talk about, oh, there's so many women. Any idiot can get a, a woman when they're on the tour. But this is a lot more important and a lot more heartfelt than the
4: bragging about the other stuff. Would you, would you cut? Hold on one second. Cut this off for a second. Would you stop cutting me down in front of a camera? I do not go for that shit. Go on. (laughs) I don't know, all of a sudden, like, whatever I say, all of a sudden, don't listen to this, idiot. Don't do that anymore. Go on. When was the first time you realized what effect you had on your fans? Probably the first time uh, happened in New York City when we first got together, we were opening up for uh, local groups, groups that never really made it, and uh, immediately we knew, because uh, I mean, in the beginning we were just playing rock and roll and didn't really have a sense of what it really was, and then we saw the effect it had on the people, and then we immediately knew this is big, this is going to happen fast. When you first started out, who were
3: your your own idols? When you first started, who were you looking up to in the way of music? Well, there was so much happening with music. Um, I think obviously Elvis and stuff like that has been an influence. But I think more importantly, if you go back further, you get to the blues and stuff like that. And if you're going to be influenced by rock and roll, you got to go back a little further. So, um, obviously you got Elvis, you got the Beatles, but you also have Hal and Wolf, you have Muddy Waters, you have people who really wrote the book that everything's based on. Then obviously you get The Who, Led Zeppelin, things like that, but your homework's important. Did you ever have your clothes stolen?
4: I gave my clothes willingly. They didn't have to be stolen. The, uh, every once in a while, the, uh, the trucks would wind up in the wrong city, whatever, but it doesn't really matter. You get up on stage and do the show anyway with whatever you're wearing. But, uh, you know, in the beginning when we were doing six, seven days a week of touring cons- consistently, you know, sometimes the truck would veer off and wind up in Timbuktu. It doesn't matter, though.
3: What, what are your fan letters like? Our fan letters are typical of any other band we get letters from women we get all that kind of stuff but we also get stuff about how we've influenced people how they wouldn't be doing what they're doing now if it hadn't been for us um, we get letters from you know you name it from lawyers from doctors and these aren't ones who are sending bills either so it's uh, it really runs the gamut
4: Do fans ever try to meet you in devious ways? Yeah, you'll, you will meet uh, members of your family that you never knew existed. You'll meet brothers, sisters that you never knew you had. And uh, in fact, one show I actually had a security guy standing in front of me with a, with a guy, a teenage guy, who was saying, it's Bob, it's your brother, Bob. I don't have any brother, Bob. How many hours a week do you devote to creating music? I think
3: music is something that is in your blood, and even when you're not playing and even when you're not writing, you're kind of like building up a reservoir of stuff to write about. I don't really work by the clock. The reason I got into music in the first place was so that I wouldn't have to punch a clock. This is something that can happen any hour of the day or night. It's really, you're on call 24 hours a day for inspiration, however it comes. Have your fans ever got past your security?
4: And if so, what happened? It happens. It happens a lot, in fact. And uh, our security have standing orders to treat them as nicely as they can, because without our fans, we wouldn't be here. And it's not just a phrase we throw around. And uh, as you can tell, fans are right here. There's no big deal. I mean, we respect them, and they respect us. And adulation is one thing, but being mistreated is another. It's not a problem.
3: Do you have any airport stories? Anything memorable ever happened in an airport? Memorable things happen in airplanes, but, you know, in airports, you know, you get snowed in, you wind up uh, sleeping on a, a seat waiting to get a plane, you know, you're in between flights, but airport stories, I don't know. Let me see this. Is there anybody left in the music industry that you would still like to meet or you still like to play with? I have a feeling at some point I'm going to meet Elvis, but uh, that's not going to be for a while yet. That's it. Thank you.
4: Thank you guys. Do you want us to leave the song? No. Yeah, yeah.
0: And we're back. Okay. We're back. So you guys got (laughs) to hear it. Obviously, the fun part was in the first minute or so. And if you find it on YouTube, it's always something like Paul and Gene arguing, Paul and Gene fighting and everything. We'll get to the obviously the big part of it. But, you know, here they are there. It's prior to the production. Apparently, when they performed on the Dick Clark show, eventually there's other YouTube clips of it. I've seen them. Of them, they perform rock and roll night in "Making Love." This is revenge era.
2: That's crazy. Uh, in, with,
0: with Bruce playing and stuff, yep. I've seen the clips of it. I don't know if they played more, yep. but they played those two songs. You know, you start off lighthearted. If you watch the video, Paul just seems to be like, "All right, I, how long? Twenty minutes? Yeah, we can fit this in." He's got his arms folded. He's got kind of like a like uh, like. All right, what do we got? Let's go. Like, it, he's defi- like, it,
2: it, it definitely like, helps to watch this.
0: Yeah. It, he doesn't want to be there. Yep. Gene is got his gene. I'm funny. And I, I, I got my, my canned lines. I got them in my pocket. Ask me questions. I want to throw them out. I'm ready to put them out for you. So, you know, before they even start, the guy says, Oh yeah we have a problem with the video here Yeah the video is uh, you know Not working or something like that And then, then Paul which I could not believe Paul says yeah because we got Two ugly guys in front of the camera Like self deprecating I couldn't believe it Paul's making fun Of himself and Gene He would never do that Now
2: never do that That was a different era A different Paul Yes.
0: Yes, and the guys, like whoever the guys asking them the interview, is like, "Hey, try to include the question." Yeah. I'm, ph- <laughs> I'm yeah. like, "Jesus Christ!" After all the interviews these guys have done, they probably like rolling their eyes, like, "What the fuck?" What? Yep. And um, you, Paul, really still the same, arms folded and everything. And it, they ask questions. So it's like they're trying to get the most. Salacious answers the guy's not Helping he's not saying so when you First came off that album what kind of music Were you trying to live were you trying to expand your horizons When you went from uh you know Love gun to dynasty like it's nothing Like that it's nope, like it's not even what? About the music yeah what's the wildest thing That's ever happened yeah you You put that guy's asking gene To come up with this shit that's what oh, yeah. they want Yeah and paul is Not having any of it nope. Paul's like Well we went to Brazil and people talk about How big you are and then you know in certain Countries then you go and you see Brazil And obviously he's talking about the fucking insane Creatures of the night tour In Brazil Mm -hmm. a couple hundred thousand People saw them he's talking about that And then but You know Gene is like hamming it up The questions like strangest Request and Gene talks About a woman and a baby And she wants me to give her one And Paul's just like oh boy
2: but that's exactly but, what. That's exactly what the interviewer wants, though. That's why yep. he's phrasing those questions. You know, he they, he the, he because and especially he knows that Gene's going to give him what he wants, and he did.
0: Yeah, and then the, like, what's the most unusual gift? And then Paul's like, "What oh, you mean besides the imaginary baby?" So yeah. already he's throwing the digs in there, like, like cutting down Gene's stupid fucking fantasy like life that he's he's trying to get everyone to believe he's living. Yep, and. And Pacin seems like he's still jovial He still seems fine And then it gets into Where, where it goes off And that's oh. when Paul starts saying Well any idiot can get a woman on tour You know But the best gift that we've ever got Is 20 years And that comes from the people You know Paul given that That's usually the gene line sometimes just like, You the fans yeah. We we listen When the fans talk We listen oh, yep. Okay but that's when it was. And the bragging and about the other stuff. And then Gene, I don't even think it was that bad, Tom. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think it was that bad. Go ahead. Because when he says anybody idiot can get a baby or whatever, or get a girl on stage um, on tour. And Gene like jokingly puts his hand up, like yep. me, I'm the idiot. Yeah, I can do it. Yep. And then, you know, bragging about the other stuff. Then he just something happened with Gene it, out of nowhere, just flicked up. And he's like, hold on. Would you stop cutting me down in front of the camera? I don't go for that shit. Nope. And Paul, arms folded, not moving, not budging. Like, go on. Like, okay, oh, all right, enough. Go on, finish up. He's telling the guy, "Finish up," and he's telling Gene, "Go on, go back to your spot. Go, doggy. Go, go. Sit over there." You know.
2: Oh shit! During that bit right there, that was the most punchable face <laughs> I've ever seen Paul <laughs> Stanley make. And I'll tell you right now, the love that Gene must have for him on a professional level must have superseded the fact that he wanted to knock his fucking teeth out. Because, again, you have to see the video.
0: I see. I don't always think it was that bad. But then he, like, he turns around to him and he says, like, would you stop cutting me down? I don't go for that shit. And he's like, whatever you say, it's like, I would say, listen, don't listen to this idiot. He's telling Paul, "You're making me look like you're under you're undermining me in front of everybody, making me look like an idiot." Whereas I see Paul going, "You're doing that all by yourself." I'm so sick of listening to your stupid cliches. That's why we're on this fucking tour and we're fucking doing stupid shit because you and your stupid sayings are all an old tired act. No, but I Paul, think-
2: but. But Paul was being a smart ass when he made that because he's like, Yeah, you know, that's that's better than you know bragging about the women. It was it was a it was a direct dig right to Gene. And it wasn't even called for. Like Gene wasn't even bragging about women. He made like a joke about based on the question that was asked about the whole baby thing. And Paul just finds a way to just like it, it was that was, he was making like this general dig, and Gene was and 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 you know something must have happened either earlier in the interview that we didn't see, or maybe earlier in that day, because Gene was like, whoa, 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 wait, stop. And like you said, why are you cutting me down in front of the cameras? What, every time these guys say something, you're like, oh, look at this asshole over here. So you could tell that something was brewing. And of course, Paul's face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, keep going, mm-hmm, hmm keep going. Yeah, twice he was like, go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't yep. go for that shit. I yep. don't know. For me, I've never seen that. It was I, I'd seen that a while, back. I shouldn't say for me, I remember seeing that clip somewhere along the way and I ran into it again recently. And I'm like, I want to talk about this when we get a chance because we're not doing the history of Paul and Gene's friendship. Obviously, we know because you see it in both of their books and stuff. Well, more so in Paul. Gene really doesn't. Gene uh, doesn't really cut Paul down ever. Nope. No. When he has a chance, he will be very polite about somebody. Just like, think about it, when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he fucking pulls up and says these kind, kind words about Peter, or he says these kind words about Ace. Yeah, but with Paul, Paul will throw jabs out at Gene constantly. And in his book, he talks about there were times that fucking he hated him. And people have said along the years, you know, that there were times that those guys just did not talk. Obviously this is one of their weakest points in their friendship at this time. Mm -hmm. They look like they can't stand one another right now. And I think it's two guys in two different places in their lives. I think Paul has been busting his ass. This is revenge. They just put everything out there. And as good as that album is, it's not doing much. And Gene still thinks everything's a joke, still doing his jokes and his gimmick and shit like that. I think Paul got tired of it. And he's tired of the gene act Where gene is like What's the matter I always do this Why is this bothering you now Kind of that shit There's a couple different aspects of it So when we decided to call this episode Saint and sinner Which we're not telling you who's who Exactly, I will tell you There's this Clip that I put up and there's A shorter clip I would say 90% Of the people commenting Supported Paul And I was shocked Me to too. See that. Me I too. definitely thought the YouTube crowd Would be shitting all over fucking Paul And yep. taking Gene's side Everybody was defending Paul Yep. It was way overwhelming Paul's favor Like he must be so sick and tired of Gene Gene's such a fucking asshole Good for Paul for putting him in his place Good for Paul showing that he's the real Fucking boss He shut Gene up and Gene went back his That's what a lot of people were saying I still think good on Gene that, like, in the middle of the interview, he knows the camera's rolling. Trent him, he's like right to his
2: face. Right to his face. He, tur- he turned his body. Again, I don't again. Uh, that shit. Yeah. I, yeah. He didn't just turn his head and look to him. He turned his body and got body to body, front to front, and was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah.
0: I do. I think that this has happened before. And I believe Paul probably knows what's he going to do. He ain't going to do shit fuck off
2: and then another thing too maybe and again you know obviously we don't know we're looking into things so this is the revenge tour and let's not forget that album was put on the map originally because of a gene single a gene video then you you know you had domino you had a lot of gene this was a gene album now obviously paul had you know i just wanna and uh, you know other stuff on the album that was big so maybe paul is like Maybe, you know, cause we know how, we know how, how protective he is, how sensitive he is. And maybe he's like, that's his way of putting Gene back in his place. Yeah. Yeah. We know you're the unholy guy, but I'm the star child. So just, just go, just stop being like a dick for a little while and just be over there during this interview. Cause this is still my band.
0: Yeah. The, you're talking 93. Yep. Reunion hasn't happened. Nope. There is no, this is getting better. Grunge is taken over Kiss just did a kick at, It's like Creatures of the Night all over yes. They just put out what an album That people are like holy shit this is awesome But it's not doing Anything right And Paul and Gene must have some tension What is wrong what had happened what's going on How do we fix this And whereas I can see Gene being like Not stressing out about shit Yeah having a good and, time And Paul being like Dude can you fucking like Grow up a little bit here. You know, this is when Paul was still answering questions like Paul Stanley would. Yes. But if you listen a little further past the interview with the argument, there's other stuff Paul throws out. What kind of letters do you get from fans? Lawyers. Yes. Doctors.
2: Oh, I love it. I love that.
0: Um. Somebody uh, then he asked him, "Have you ever had your clothes stolen?" Yeah,
2: what is that?
0: And then Paul answers and says, well, I've had, say, my clothes given willingly. So you just threw out something like that. Thank you. Yep. Right. And that's okay when you do it, because later on, they ask him about what about fair like fans and airports. And even Paul's like, "Like what? Like this question is like, well, memorable things happen in an airplane. Like wink, wink. But that's like, exactly you you know, that's our the... flights getting delayed. So think of the questions that have been asked so far, too. What has happened in an airplane? What have the fans done? Have fans gotten past security to see you? What's the wildest thing that's ever happened? These are questions right up the demon's fucking alley. They're fucking questions. Put on a tee for Gene to use that shtick and hit it out. Maybe, you know, this is a Uh, An organic conversation we're having here Tom so this a lot of this thought I'm just Throwing this out there because we're discussing this now Go for it maybe This is the kind of shit Paul's annoyed with At this point like can we fucking talk About the music like here we are We're you know we got an album out we're doing This and this uh, this guy's asking A stupid Gene shit Gene's buddies with this guy because It's Dick Clark and productions Probably he's probably fucking annoyed With the guy and annoyed because he looks like He's annoyed with the guy In his questions too, not just Gene. And then Gene gets all these fucking softball Gene type questions that he loves, and he's probably annoyed. And he should probably like be like, "Hey, partner, help me out here. Steer it to the band, and get away from the stupid fucking groupie talk we're talking about."
2: Yeah, the hypocrisy though of Paul. It's just, it's like. You want this to be like, oh, you know, all the fans and blah blah blah, and oh, jeans over here. He's the idiot banging all the chicks. But then, like you said, you ask a question about having your clothes stolen. Oh, I've had them taken off willingly. Oh, okay. Have you had any problems in an airport? Oh, no, but up in the airplane. So, which is it? Like, what? Like, you can be like the like the the, like. I don't want to use the word misogynist because that's a little bit too dramatic. But you can be the guy making all those jokes. But when, but when, when, when. Gene does it during an interview and gets funny. That's when you're like, oh, it doesn't take a fucking idiot to do that. You know, like, but Paul can be the, like, the, the that guy. It's just, you know, uh, the, or go ahead, go ahead. Or
0: maybe Gene is the tough guy or the boss in the relationship. And what Gene said to him was like, I don't go for that shit. Yeah. Paul started playing
2: along with it and started doing it too. Maybe Paul's reaction was the reaction of someone that's kind of a little bit scared of Gene, being like, exactly. okay, okay, okay. Maybe keep he going. went along
0: with it. Yeah. And then he started answering questions in the same manner, thinking like the other part will get edited out.
2: Could be. Nobody
0: will see the part where they're fighting. Yeah. And then he's adding those corny type answers as well. Remember, Maybe. this is 93 going into 94. Right. Grunge is in its golden days right now. Yep. Nobody wants to hear about rock stars with big fancy stuff and banging chicks. That's not happening right now. Right. So and at this baby, time, Paul is fucking annoyed, and he's just like, "Can we talk
2: about fucking music? This is not helping us." Yeah. And at this time, like you said, it was it was early, so th- there was the, the there was no talk of any conventions. There was no talk of th- like you were. This was revenge era. We just put this album out. We think it's great. It's not selling great. The tour isn't doing great. They're probably like, why the fuck are we being interviewed by these people asking us these dumbass questions that have nothing to do about the music? What is that all about? It's funny. When I was thinking about this when I was watching the the video and we were talking about this episode, it just kind of, and again, you, you already said it, but we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the broad spectrum of the Paul and Jean relationship, yeah. but this, this clip here, it kind of reminded me of like, it, uh, the analogy i came up with and i don't know how uh, like I, I told you earlier i went for a run today whenever i'm running i always think of like dumb shit especially on the day of recording i always think of stuff <laughs> you know that you know that cliche that you see like in movies and tvs whenever like a uh, a cop gets shot and the bullet is like in his back or something and they can't remove the bullet because if they remove the bullet it could kill him or it could paralyze him. <laughs> yeah. so, so the guy so has it's close, to, it's close to his spine. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think Paul and Jean are each other's bullets in the back. <laughs> like, like they can't, they, 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 they want to remove it, but they know that without each other, they're they'll like, they'll die.
0: Yeah. Which actually almost could have been in that, in the part of the kiss world discussion we talked about in the Gene. Yes. And Paul stuff. Paul has recently said again, they've never been closer. He's his brother, and that's his stuff. And his exactly. kids are like his nephews and nieces, and he loves them and this yep. and that. But, you know, not enough to invite him to his first wedding, but, <laughs> you know, that's another matter. So, obviously, again, we're not doing the whole no. Paul no. and Gene spectrum of their friendship or whatever. No. We're talking about this specific clip. I just find it fascinating having a kiss podcast for all the years talking about the dynamic about the music the band the personalities and stuff that this clip comes up on the radar and you don't really see them they always hold it really close to the vest so until Paul's book came out really you've never really heard them bashing each other and then when Paul's book started coming out Paul started doing the whole well, yeah, Gene lives so close. I can see his ego from here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Then those jokes started coming out. And then all of a sudden he started opening up about, shit, we weren't always his best friends. We always weren't like this. So it, I think this is a different aspect. Like, we never saw this shit.
2: Paul and Gene were always like, you, ne- you never thought it, anything of it. You thought they were as close as can be. I think the thing, the two things are really interesting about this video. A, I'll be honest with you. Never saw it before. It's And it's hard to find because it's not, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of obscure. And, and the other thing that's very interesting about it is this entire video in the interview, it's all unedited. So this is like raw footage mm-hmm. and you're seeing an argument or you're seeing Gene upset like in real time, like this isn't edited. This is like in real time. And you, and you know that they, Gene and Paul thought this was going to be removed and it might've been removed from the final product, but whoever took this video was like, no, 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 this is going to remain. And that's, I think the thing that makes it so interesting is that it is raw uncut and it's real.
0: It's funny because it's one of those things that, um, you can kind of equate it to us, You guys all hear us, and me and Tom are always laughing and shitting on everything. Oh, yeah. But occasionally, once in a while, you'll catch wind of us arguing when we do the drafts. Oh, Oh, sorry, I didn't take fucking Fucking so and so song. Oh, sorry, I'm not a big fan of fucking country music. Oh, sorry, I don't fucking listen to fucking Arrested Development, whatever that band is. No, Black Sheep. What's the one? Black Sheep, Black Sheep, yeah. But what's the big one that you love? Oh, what's Tribe Called Quest? Oh, that's it.
2: That's yeah.
0: Because yeah. uh, we were talking about um online about, like, favorite rap bands. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's the one that he likes? What that, that new boy look like? <laughs> look like Mike Tyson. <laughs> no, he looked like a bulldog. Mike Tyson. He's yeah. better than him, too. <laughs> um, Yeah, like, we do that, too, before we go on live. Well, you're gonna fucking hurry up. Well, fuck you, why don't you do it? No, fuck you. Uh, okay, ready, coke Click. Hey, how you doing? Right. Tom and Zeus here, another episode. We do it too. It, it, and if you guys could see it in the background, but you know when it's somebody like it's like your brother or your best friends or your anything, like showtime, drop it, put it away, move on, go. You don't sit there. That means your relationship is not very strong when someone's like,
2: bye, see ya, fuck off. Right? Yep. And you can't, you, you can't, right. And that's a, that's a, a perfect analogy. And it's only been, I mean, obviously Zeus and I have known each other for 25 plus years, but the podcast has been two, two and a half, two plus when you're talking to a partner in, in, in anything, whether it's a band, a podcast, a, a you know, whatever it is and you spend every day. Obviously talking about regular stuff, life jokes, movies, TV, you know, whatever, but you're talking about your product and whether it is the podcast or whether it is the band, the music, if you aren't having any kind of creative arguments that can be quickly resolved, then you're probably doing it wrong because Mm -hmm. you can't be in a partnership with somebody and every day just be like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, okay, that's fine. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, no, no, yeah. Like there's going to be, but like you said, cooler heads prevail and the product is what matters. And that's, that's no. So, so I guess what we're saying is yes, Zeus and Tom are the Paul and Gene of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> so print that.
0: It's funny because it's one of those things where you talk about one person versus the other and their opinions and stuff. It's like sports fans and thinking about GMs. I remember this. They, they talked about this. Danny Ainge can't do a fucking trade to Celtics, Boston Celtics. Can't do a deal unless I completely dominate you and win. Well, yeah. that's not a deal that anybody wants to work with. What happened to the guy that needed a defenseman and I needed a forward and you needed a forward? I traded you a good defenseman for something you need. You trade me something I need a forward. It's a fair deal. I didn't rob you. Your guy played well for you, and he was playing well for me. It's okay. I, I, it can't be a deal where me and you are sitting there and it's like, I have a partnership with him, Gene and Paul. I need to get all my shit fucking done. Because if that happens, that's not a partnership. And at some point, someone's going to be like, you know what? I'm out of here. Which is leading us down the road. I didn't even expect to go there. Probably why at some point Ace was like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, but then again, he didn't put in fucking half the work. So I don't blame them. But after a while, you're like, what am I doing here? It's just whatever you guys say goes. So that's not a partnership to me. Mm. You can't dominate the other one. You've got to give and take. All right, I'll let you get this one, but the next one I'll get. And if you have mutual respect for each other and mutual respect for what you have together, like the whole, the whole part of it that you like, well, I can't do this. I need to keep the, this together and this and that. So I'll give him that. My ego can take that. It's not a yep. big deal to me. I'll yep. let him get this. I'll let Tom put this fucking picture of fucking Peter Chris falling down the stairs as our Friday flashback when I really don't want to. And then he'll let me come up with a fucking, I don't know, put a picture of the, of the ripper up in comments <laughs> about her fucking dropping <laughs> hot ass on a Tuesday night when it's fucking... Back to back meatloaf monday and taco Tuesdays <laughs> Like there's, You know maybe he's not into The fucking ripper jokes Well maybe i'm not into the fucking Topics of fucking rush Or something whatever right. But it, it right. works you gotta give and take And i think there's a lot of that Behind the scenes stuff with paul and gene And they realize It i think And this was the first time that we actually got to see it.
2: Yes, that was the, that was the interesting thing. And I also think kind of circling back to what we were talking about with Paul and soul station and correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm sure if I am wrong, somebody will correct me of all the reporting and press we've seen. I don't recall. And I know you kind of hinted maybe this is when we were talking about, I don't recall seeing one word out of gene about his opinions on soul station. Has anybody asked him? Has he told, does he, how can, how how can he not have an opinion? And why is it? I want to know, not because I think he's going to shit on Paul, but because I truly want to hear him ask that question and say, yeah, you know what? Good for Paul. You know, he's taking a break from, uh, you know, whatever. And we're going to do this and that. He hasn't been. How do you not ask your partner? How is that? How does Rolling Stone not ask or, or anybody say, Gene, you know, Kiss is kind of, you know, COVID, the tour is on hold. No new music from Kiss. Your your lifelong partner, Paul Stanley, putting together Soul Station. Thoughts. Well, why is that not happened? And if it has, I've missed it and I apologize. But I have not seen that anywhere.
0: Yeah. Or maybe Paul behind the scenes is like, what the fuck, Gene? You're the king of promotion and you're not fucking talking about my album? I don't know. We don't know what's going on behind there. And then Paul maybe he's getting uh we're reading all into this shit, but well, that's all you Paul, can do. That's that's now all Paul's he can do. like, hey, fucking Johnny Schmuckballs, put up a fucking thing about uh, my album coming out. Kiss whoever's running our, our online social media. Maybe because remember if you read Paul's book, he used to fucking get so pissed off at Gene. Yep. That Gene and he would say that Gene's using My Kiss my band kiss Which I have a part of and obviously Him as well to For his creative stuff to help Him personally And he would bitch about that Or that he would use kiss likeness Or kiss stuff to Promote gene Projects yep. or hey Get some fucking buddy's Producer's son to come do background vocals on my album So that you can get a fucking Movie role over here mm-hmm. Like fuck you you're doing this shit So I think what comes Around goes around And I think Paul's like well fuck you I'm doing this now and honestly I think Gene's like I don't give a fuck I'm not gonna fight with you Paul I was, I was just gonna Paul, say Paul. If this is what you want to do I will not argue with it And that's why Paul eventually will probably be like Yeah that's fucking right Paul is in control right now Paul is the band Gene is the brand But Paul is right now just running Everything runs through Paul Gene seems like he's like Yep no problem Paul Yep he wants the peace He's not looking for fucking fights or arguments He's got his own adventures and stuff He's also like I think worth Double the amount that Paul is worth So as much as Paul says That the greatest he, he likes To pretend that he's this great businessman. The best part of Gene's business is acting like he's a great is is convincing people that he is a
2: good businessman. That was that's that's such right? a fucking that's such a dig by Paul at Gene yeah. yeah
0: like shit like that and yep. I think it comes full circle now with that stuff. But all these feelings, anger, jealousy, friendship, love, respect, all that stuff is involved in their French in their friendship. This. Was just something that I never thought, and you know, again, going back to the reaction on the YouTube clip and the comments that I see is they're all fucking Paul. Good for Paul. Good for Paul. Whereas I'm like, they're just being like Gene is so fucking annoying. It's so over the top. Yeah, he's had enough. Paul put Gene in his place. Paul, put- I still look at it. He might have been right. Yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, he did. Gene had no fucking problems Walking in Stepping into Paul's space yep, And looking him in the face And say I don't go for that shit yep. And he didn't say hey fucking asshole Hey fuck you He just came to him With a fucking sophisticated way of looking at him And told him You know stop cutting me down In front of
2: people well, he, and, he he approached him the way a father may approach a child, where yeah. where where your mere physical <laughs> yeah, presence yeah, yeah. speaks more than the words coming out of your mouth.
0: Yeah. Where you step to him, and he's like, "Yep, this is what's going to happen. Yep, if you don't fucking stop, I'm going to pick you up by your hair and drag you out of here." Yep. Instead of saying, true. "Listen, you little fucking shit," sometimes yep. the first part is is a lot worse than just screaming off the top of your head. But if you notice, Paul's arms are folded. Kind of shrieks his head like almost like Moves his shoulder back like he's a little The body language is there oh yeah Is that yeah. Paul is not like standing firm like Right in his face like he's not even he's looking just, at
2: Gene no he's, he's not he's even like, looking gone. at him
0: He's yep. like gone yep because I think he knows Gene's not going to do anything and he doesn't Want to show Paul uh, Gene that he's like Fearful of him or anything like that Yep I don't know I, I Just think this was worth a discussion I don't no I, doubt, I, I, no I, doubt. I, I'm fascinated by this I hope You guys are I hope that What happens is that you guys Go and I know you Heard the clip watch it watch it Yep it's on YouTube put in something Like kiss Paul and Gene fight Or Paul and Gene argue you'll see the Short like two minute clip or You can see the seven minute clip Well, there's a couple More questions in it and then if you Search a little further you can see the actual Songs that they played on That night which is like I think um like I said, rock and roll night and uh making love.
2: Yep. Good
0: stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So we hope you liked. We thank you for that. And you know what's next.
1: Hi, this is at Spansberg of ClickT Shop.com. And for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit shop.com
3: at Click tea Shop, you can find lots of KISS-inspired T-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art
2: selections. And now, here's your question of the week. Okay, so the question of the week this week... You ready for this, Zeus? Because this comes from my lovely wife. Ooh, Nice! Now, it is a little bit of a variation on a very common question that we've gotten. Do you like Kiss? Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Hey, what's your favorite song off Destroyer? I, I like Kiss. Do you like Kiss?
2: Oh, mercy. Okay.
0: Come on my show. Be my friend. Be my friend.
2: Be my friend godfather
0: you can act like a man
2: oh man okay so we've had the question what is your favorite kiss memory right okay so this is this is what is your favorite kiss memory not concert related because all whenever we get this question it's always like oh the reunion show in 96 or taking michael to his first kiss concert favorite kiss memory not Performance related
0: I don't know if they're favorites But I always think when I think of Kiss On my own My own memory is I can always Remember the gum In the cards in Nice
2: the, see that's a good one
0: In the smell of it Yep. I, I know that smell like if you put things in like I watch Hell's Kitchen And they do the taste test and oh yeah. Yeah. If you put that fucking gum in front of me I'll know that I can pick that out I know it's it. True. It's true. I would say that, but then I would also cheat a little bit, and I'll say the the thing that I always loved is the dressing up, like Mm -hmm. that i that i that I did dress up, and I do have pictures. And Peter Chris, and I can prove that he was my favorite since I was a little little kid. And then in college, we dressed up again. Mm -hmm. That those two times, and then I did Peter Chris again. That was Peter Chris, like, and that stayed with me. I'm not crazy. I'm not saying. Peter's the fucking I'd rather have a, a disc of Peter Chris songs than Paul Stanley I'm just saying he's my favorite on In the band I, I would say the I would say that the, the dressing Up and my favorite memory I could think of of Kiss is the gum mm,
2: Nice okay So for me I'll save A memory that I was going to Mention I'll save that because it's Album related so I'll save it for when We get to that album okay but for, for Me I would probably say the fact that we were young when KISS was at their peak mm-hmm. and the excitement of new Kiss material, whether it was like Phantom of the Park or Oh wow, oh, Dynasty's coming out, or what, well, whoa, well, what's music from the elder? Oh, this is new. I don't know, like just that anticipation, that excitement of the peak of our of the band that we love being young impressionable kids. And it was like experiencing like Santa Christmas and your birthday all at once when you knew something new was coming out. And I would say for me, the the peak of that was just like the premiere of like when kiss meets the Phantom of the park was like announced and just being like, this is unbelievable. I've, I've never, I'm not just seeing pictures of the band. I love, I'm seeing them like on stage, like I'm seeing them, like talk and walk and do something, just and I know everybody that everybody has a different memory, but to be young like a kid and see that is just just a a priceless piece of of history, I guess for us. And we could probably spend an entire episode on this, but uh, I, I like talking about memories like that. So yeah, I'll give yeah. prop. I'll give props to my beautiful bride for a good question like that. Yeah, great job, Bridge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and
0: thanks, Bridge, for the question. And again, and I want I want to give another special thank you to Mr. Ed Spangenberg of Click T Shop for. If you guys see, we're right now we're obviously in the middle. Well, I wouldn't say the middle, the beginning of the March Album Madness tournament, and you guys can see the nice gifts that he put up for the grand prize winner. So. If you see those things Ed generously donated that stuff We appreciate Ed Go take a look at his okay, uh, Web page Clicktshop.com Clicktshop.com uh, He's got some awesome Great things that just came in And amongst them was that is that Demon pin thing that he just has there oh, You got awesome. the Space Bear Stickers, cool new little Things that he just added yep. Take a look, go to his uh, web page and I uh, give Ed some love. He deserves it. He's a great guy. and We appreciate him sponsoring this tournament for the third year in a row. We really think that uh, this year's is uh, the best one we're going to have so far. So, Tom, where can people find us?
2: Okay. So, as you guys probably already know, the best place is probably our email, which is loudcast at gmail.com, loudcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us those emails. Uh, we we'll read them on the air. We love the interaction, the feedback. And of course, social media is probably the best Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We have the great Facebook group shouting out loudcasters. That group is just growing daily. Uh, people jumping into that group. Um, and we're very interactive and responsive, as you guys know, on all of our social media. And obviously, the polls are going to be kicking into gear. Uh, we can't wait to get that going. Uh, of course, our show is part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows, which keeps growing also every day. Tons of new shows with all different genres and, and uh, aspects of rock, music, pop, country, folk, you name it. It's there. Uh, we're proud of that. And we're on all the big podcast platforms that you can think of, Apple, Spotify, etc. So check us out. Yes, please have those five star star. Child reviews going
0: on Apple iTunes, we greatly Appreciate those, and if you do give us One of those, please give us a shout out Let us know that you did, so we'll uh, Make sure we read it on the air Those are greatly appreciated Because it gives us a little bit more Visibility out there, and it pushes us up The food chain to get bigger and better Uh, Please keep giving us Those uh, emails, shout it out Loudcast at gmail.com Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com The DMs Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter Anywhere you like, please We love the interaction That's what makes this show so much fun And so great is the interaction While this is going on Obviously the uh, uh, Madness Tournament is going on Please feel free if you have any questions to ask us uh, We will put out breakdown on how to score this And how this is going to work And people have kind of already asked us because I'm seeing a lot of the same type of winners, I still don't think there's going to be more than one winner. But if there is, we're just going to put your names in a raffle and then pick out the winner, whoever the winner is. Okay. So yep. if there's more than one winner, that's how we'll do it. Um, and yeah, the,
2: uh, this, go this, ahead. This particular bracket, uh, we're seeing um, you know a lot of people are picking brackets based on who they think will win, and a lot of people are picking fun brackets based on personal preference. And that's up to you. You decide. You this is for fun. You do what you want. And uh, Zeus mentioned a lot of people. Unlike our song tournaments in the past, a lot of people are picking similar final fours and similar champions. We kind of talked about this at the very beginning of the episode. I think this tournament's going to be won and lost on those early rounds, on yeah. those second and third round matchups that are going to be very, very difficult. Uh, but like Zeus said, on the in the event that there are a tie between multiple contestants. Uh, We are going to put names into a hat and we will pull it out and we will let you guys know. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't come to that because we would like to crown a definitive winner, Uh, but we will let you guys know as the, as the tournament progresses.
0: Yeah. And uh, please again, stay interactive way that we have a lot more fun is by you guys posting stuff, retweeting stuff and commenting. That stuff is the best. Best that's our favorite part of running this Podcast so In the end Tom we always go to famous Last words
2: you got any I do You do I do We had to Fight To be accepted It wasn't right and I Protested For hanging out We got arrested Everyday life In the city.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Woo! On that hard rocking note, we're going to go to this. As we cross the starry sea, powered by what we see, now and then
2: the victory. What did you just ruin What did you just do to me
0: <sighs> Wait till we do that album Tom I can't wait oh, Hopefully everyone else can <laughs> it stinks It's not looking good no. Tom
2: thank you Kiss Army thank you Loudcasters thank you Everybody out there thank you so much Zeus as always thank you We hope you guys enjoyed a unique episode here uh we were happy with this one we love these open discussions and we hope you guys are uh enjoyed it too send us your feedback not just on this episode but send us your feedback on the tournament vote retweet comment let's keep this excitement going for a few weeks because everybody needs it peace out girl scout hey! we love you